We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and can't get a hold of anyone. If only you had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I, you have been so impactful in my life with the the short conversations that we've had together, but they've yes. been in moments that have been me at my highest and my lowest. And I'm just so thankful that God um, allowed you to come into my life and help me through this time. And I feel very lucky and honored to do that because you um, are one of the best life coaches in the world that I was, I'm fortunate enough to know. So thank you so much for coming You're on here. You're very welcome. And I'm so excited that my listeners are going to get to hear from you and be encouraged by you, motivated by you, because you basically just talk in quotes. I feel like everything you say, I'm like, Okay, where's my pen? I, I kind of do talking quotes. <laughs> but let me just tell you, when I first saw you, because I had known your parents, mm -hmm. and then when I first saw you, I think life sometimes puts like this little like ding on, on somebody, and you can tell they're going to do something wonderful. Mm -hmm. So I remember dialoguing with you, and the thing that I loved is your uh, just faith for the future. Like you knew something big was going to happen, even though you didn't know what that big was. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. But that faith for the future was like coming just out of your eyes. And that was awesome to see. And then it's so beautiful to watch this evolve as mm -hmm. you're evolving. Yes. Yeah. Cause you met me when I was um, Miss Alabama USA. That's right. mm -hmm. And I think my dad like started the conversation and, wanted to introduce me to you because I just heard you spoke at this convention for my parents. Um, they're a part of Paul Mitchell and you came and spoke at that right, big convention. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I tagged along mostly because it was in Disney at Disneyland. Yes. And <laughs> I then went and sat in your message mm -hmm. and I will never forget it. And I don't want to mess it up. I'll never forget sit, stand, walk, run, soar. Like it yes. impacted me and 
I was just like, oh my gosh, like this guy has just like spoke to my soul because I did believe and and still believe that there's even more for my life. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes in the journey to get there, it can get messy. 100%. And I don't want to botch what sit, stand, walk, run, soar, like that whole message. But can you give us a little taste of that? Because it, like I said, it was just really impactful for me. And I think for listeners. Yeah. So let's, let's unpack something. So a, a lot of people come from a faith background. Some do not, but once in a while I'll use the scriptures because uh, there's a scripture in the Bible that says God knows the end from the beginning and he knows what is yet to unfold. So when I met you at that age, you were unfolding. Mm-hmm. Oh, I still so, am. Yeah, you 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 still are. But we had not seen you in The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, and then Dancing with the Stars, and then this other thing that you co-won, mm-hmm. which was like we'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> even as like almost like your cool uncle, I was like, oh my god, she's gonna jump out of that. Okay. <laughs> so what happens is that. People pay so much attention to the unfolding or the goal, like where am I going to be? But truly there are steps before you get to that goal. Mm -hmm. You have to sit, sit and get educated. Stand in what you learned. Walk out the principles that you're learning. And then if you're fortunate, you get to run. Mm -hmm. Run is a place of passion. So if I study your life, You've been a lot in the running because even like in high school, you were popular. People liked you. Then as you got older, the college years, and then Miss Alabama. So running is passion. A lot of people don't even get there. Mm -hmm. But there's another phase, and that is where life picks you up and you soar. So in my opinion, when I first met you at the whole Disneyland area, we knew you would at least run. Mm-hmm. Okay. But this soaring that you're doing is next level. Cause you got to remember, you also have a New York times bestselling book and I don't, and I got a big following. <laughs> I got a big following. I'm 78 countries deep. And you know, you have a New York times bestselling book. So you went from sitting to standing to walking to running and then life picks you up and you soar. Mm-hmm. But I guess my outlook on that um, is, and sometimes this is where I'm like, oh gosh, just take me to church today, Tim, and people can listen on. But I feel like sometimes, and maybe this is just me having imposter syndrome in a way, I'm like, oh, but I feel like I soared before I was ready. And I Mm -hmm. had to, like, I had some like face plants or like some, like, I I, I was soaring and wasn't paying attention and hit a tree or a building because... There were some things in life that um, I think were, were ordained to happen, but there were some lessons that I feel like uh, I hadn't quite learned yet. Is that yes. part of soaring? I yes, don't know. Yes, 100%. So what happens is that you probably did soar too early mm-hmm. because what happens is that you could be a visionary heavyweight. I'm using a boxing term. But then you are uh, like a character middleweight. And so you started soaring so early that you had to then, you know, figure out who are my real friends? Who are my partners? What can I Mm -hmm. say online? What can I not say online? Mm -hmm. So I think that you did come up very, very quick. 
But what we could do instead of like saying, oh, that was, that was not good. Let's, we turn it around and we say, what lessons can we learn from that? And that's what you've always been willing to Mm -hmm. do when me and you have talked. Yeah. And I think that is one thing of why I do think I have people that relate to me because they can see that I've soared. And like, this is where I'm like, okay, God, this is why all this has happened because I've been uh, like allowed the opportunities and have lived a life to where I've had these moments of soaring that have allowed me to share the wisdom and kind of yes. grow and learn, get knocked down and get back up in front of people. Mm-hmm. Now with that comes like a lot of responsibility and it's not always fun Yes, to have to constantly like feel like I'm always learning and growing and trying to get better in front of people instead of just being like, ta-da, here I am. Here's the final product after a sit-stand walk run. I'm having to like kind of do that all in Mm -hmm. um, in front of people sometimes. And it can, it's been very humbling. But I would agree with you. I think that's one reason so many people are relating to you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I have been in a really awesome season, but also a season that has been pretty stressful. There's been a lot going on. Um, I can see where some of those things that really keep me grounded, um, I have not been able to make time for and not know how to do that. And so it's been weighing on me a little bit. And look, we all carry around different stressors that can be big or small, but When we keep them bottled up and don't talk about like what's going on in our life, it can really affect us negatively. So therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest to really talk about what you're going through and figure out a way to work through whatever that is that's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no adjustments charge if like you're just not feeling that connected with somebody you can always try it again get it off your chest with better help visit betterhelp.com slash tomorrow today to get 10% off your first order that's betterhelp help.com slash tomorrow today is about looking for new ways to better ourselves but sometimes that means looking in a totally different place or even a different state In South Dakota, travel is transformative. It's good for the soul. It's the kind of place to just let go, to escape from routine and predictability of life, to put down the phone and pick up a sense of adventure and to see the world a little bit differently, as in not through our screen. Life in South Dakota is about unplugging from it all and connecting with the world around you. It's about being open to real surprises and treating your senses to a real, raw, natural beauty that doesn't need a filter. Whether you're exploring the mountains and trees of the Black Hills, hiking through the Badlands, navigating the wild towns, or camping under the stars, South Dakota is the place to get a little lost and find yourself along the way. See why there's so much South Dakota, so little time at TravelSouthDakota.com. There have been many times in my life where I really thought I could trust my gut, but I definitely shouldn't have. Definitely with a lot of those exes in the past, um, when it comes to that low fuel flashing light on my car, I just always think that it's not really serious. Trust me, it is. I've been on the side of the road way too many times. Probiotics can't help with most of your gut decisions, but if your gut needs a little support, Ritual has your back. Ritual has made a three-in-one supplement with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. All in one minty capsule and no refrigerator 
hydration needed. I love my Symbiotic Plus. I take it every day. It is, it's great because it's got all the biotics in it um, for my probiotic. I feel like it's just really helping my gut in all the ways. And actually, Ritual even invested in a study modeling the human colon, which showed that Symbiotic Plus significantly increased the microbial diversity and the growth of beneficial bacteria. We love that. We love when the thing's actually doing the work that we need it to for our gut. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash Hannah B. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash Hannah B for 25% off. You've helped so many people, not only me, but how did you get into this life work? Yeah. So it's an interesting thing. So Hannah, when I was in high school, I played sports. And so I was a funny guy. I was happy. I was a good athlete. And my junior year, a friend of mine who was one of my tutors, because I was okay in math and okay in science, but she was better. (laughs) (laughs) So one of my tutors, she handed me a book that was so thick about the life of Mother Teresa. So Mother Teresa, as you know, none, okay? And she helped these orphans. So she gave me this big book and she goes, here, I'm done reading it. Read it. And I go, why? She goes, I don't know. You're just supposed to read it. So in the middle of like being this athlete and this funny guy, I read this book and this thing makes me emotional because you got this nice nun, Mother Teresa, who was also a school teacher, and she heard the cries of the orphans. Mm. And man, when I was reading about how she was helping orphans, something weird happened to me. I'm like, I want to help hurting people. So I went to the guidance counselor, like they have those in high schools. And the guy said, Tim. I'm going to tell you something. I know you want to go to USC, communications major, but I'm going to challenge you. I honestly think you have a calling on your life. And this was not a religious school, just a, you know, quote unquote, what we call a secular high school. And he said, you should consider going to seminary. So that's what I did. I went to seminary because I wanted to be the cool Mother Teresa. That's how this Tim Story journey went. So I got a doctorate in world religion and a master's in counseling. So that's how I started doing this. Wow. Were you um, in a religious household before? Yes. We needed religion. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'm from Compton, California. uh, And you need need religion in Compton, California. (laughs) So same as Dr. Dre, the Williams sisters, Kendrick Lamar. We're all straight out of Compton. It was like, it was... Listen, we had seven people in a two-bedroom apartment. We were cramped. We were crowded. But I was still, Hannah, I was still dreaming. Even as a little kid, I was dreaming big. Mm -hmm. I knew that that was not my destiny. So that's why I went to seminary, to be a cool Mother Teresa. (laughs) And then I never thought that it would become like, and then now he's the life coach to the stars. Yeah. That I didn't see coming. At all. You're like, how did that, how did that start? So it's kind of a cool story. I think that life gives you assignments. So I've I've always seen myself as uh, never better than somebody else. I just see that what I get to do is my assignment. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so when I was um, in seminary, when I was only 19, I created a curriculum for inner city kids And I'd go to these cities and I'd motivate these kids to like 
live up in a sometimes down world. And I was doing all these things that I do. And some famous NFL players found out about me. And they said, we have money and you have a, a, a gift and we want to support your gift. That's how it started at 19. Were you like a, a chap? Is it like a chaplain? No. So I, oh. I became I became a chaplain for the Raiders football oh, team. okay. But I was just in Tampa motivating people. And some of the leaders in Tampa told some of the uh, NFL players like, oh, my God, there's this guy just helping people, helping kids, having outreaches, raising money to uh, give them backpacks for school. I was 19. So how awesome is it that these guys said, we have money, you have a gift, let's go. And that's how I just started taking off. And that was at 19. Yes. Uh, did you feel like at 19, did you have like any clue where you were like, me? Or were you like, all right, this is what I was made for. And you like stepped up to the plate. Or did you have I moments was, of I doubt? Was, I was more me. I was like, I was like when there was a foreign exchange student. Uh, my junior year of high school that was so pretty and she was a senior and she had a crush on me, but she had a choice of all these other types. And I was like, what? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how I felt when these football players said you, cause I, I never felt like I'm the guy choose me. I felt like, okay, I'm pretty good at what I do. And then life chose me to do these assignments. Yeah. I kind of feel that same way sometimes, but mm -hmm. I think I really struggle and I get in my head about it. Like, I think I let that me and not just like me. Okay. Yeah. Then I'm like, me, are you sure? Are you sure? Wait, why are they picking me? Mm -hmm. That's, that's kind of where I get stuck. Sometimes. So can let me ask you a question. So when you did that one show where it seems like they dropped you like in Jordan and what's the name of that show? It's called special forces. So I watched every episode. So holy schmoly, I know. what in the world? So the thing that was so wild is to see like the, the competitions just go higher, higher, higher. I mean, when you guys were up so high, then you had to scale down and then jumping out of a helicopter backwards. In that mindset, how do you get through that to get to the next day? So that's the thing that I'm trying to still work out about myself. Yeah. I do really well in extremes. Okay. And I don't know if that's like um, sometimes living in my past, like in extreme, like fight or flight. And so like I did really well in that and I, I watch it back and, um, you know, Dr. Amen, I work yes. with Dr. Amen. I think he definitely helped me, but I... I don't know. I noticed immediately a difference in the way that my mindset was compared to a lot of the other people. Like yes. I was very like, I'm in this. Um, this is my life. I'm not going to think about what is out there because this is what we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. And I always like, this is temporary. Like I know this pain is temporary or um, reminding myself like, the thing that I had to remind yeah. myself funny, I'm like, okay, this is TV. I don't think I'm, surely I'm not going to die, right? So I just like stayed of like, okay, you might, and and it was weird. Like I handled failure in that um, arena so different than I handle it mm -hmm. in real That's life. super interesting, yeah. I was like, I think because I knew I wasn't even looked, like nobody thought of me as the best. Mm -hmm. And I 
knew that I couldn't um, physically compete with some of the people that were like athletes. So I think I, I was really like humble, but also like knew that I had been through hard things and I could, I could channel that in some way. And so, you know, I, I did really well in that, in that experience. I was mm-hmm. so proud of myself. I find myself sometimes now, and I think a lot of people can, um, slipping into seasons of like doubt and self, like my confidence can sometimes be shaken, but then I have to remind myself, but you did that. Yeah. See, I love that. So as I was watching this as your friend, but also as a therapist, life Mm -hmm. coach, what I liked, what you did is that you put like each event, like this is what I'm tackling today. Mm -hmm. So when I look at the name of your show, better tomorrow. Okay. So how do I become better Tomorrow, today's decisions are tomorrow's yes. realities. Mm-hmm. So today's decisions are tomorrow's reality. That's how I have a better tomorrow. That's how I have a better next month, the month after, the year after. Today's decisions are tomorrow's reality. And so what you needed to do in that case, in that environment of all the things you had to do is, as you know, you were having to concentrate on let me do my best through this day. For sure, because mm-hmm. it was like there was more stakes of, oh, you could get really hurt or, um, oh, you could really hurt someone else. Like people did. Yeah. I mean, I saw my friend, Dr. Drew. I mean, yeah. he could hardly breathe. <laughs> and there's other people that I know that are on the show as yeah. well. But to see all the mishaps and challenges. It could be a little something. Uh, you hurt your arm or, yeah. oh, you didn't drink enough water today and you were out. Um, and I think I was very aware of that, mm-hmm. but that was such a, every, all, all, all the distractions are away. Yes. So I'm realizing in my life, I think the distractions of life sometimes take me out of that perspective of what choice am I making right now? Yes. That's going to lead to, to my better tomorrow. And, um, it's something that I'm like definitely on the journey with, and I don't ever try to pretend like. Like, yes, that was a, a really great victory for me. Yes. And it, it was it was good for my confidence and a reminder for me of like, oh, that is I I can be that and that is who I am. I like that. Um, but it's still something that I am actively working through, especially doing something new. Anytime- can, I g- can I give a few steps having to do with yes. what we're talking about? Okay, so I think that so in watching you in that show, that you were having some setbacks. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you had setbacks. When most people have a setback, they keep taking a step back. I know I'm rhyming, mm-hmm. but I rhyme. So setback, <laughs> setback. Yeah. Step back. So watch this. So it's so tempting to sit in your setback. And you saw that on, on the show, but you, we both see it in real life that mm-hmm. people have a setback, like a breakup. And they just sit in that setback. You mm-hmm. see it, right? Mm-hmm. The second thing people do is they settle. And the way I say it is they become a discount version of themselves. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Have you ever been tempted to be a discount version of yourself? Like, I just had that setback. I'm just going to settle in it. And maybe I'm not this person. Settling is very hard for me. I will say I, me and Adam were talking about this. I, I can be difficult because I know 
and and not in a mean way. I I know what I want, what I'm capable of. Yes. And what I deserve. A, a lot of times, especially now, I I think that is not the thing that I struggle with as much as settling. Sometimes stepping back is what I, I, I yes, struggle with. But please, let's stick with what you just said. Because I like this idea of basically you're saying, I know my value. So the word value comes from the Greek word valor, which is strength. Mm. So I know that I should be strong. That's, it's the shit I know. Like I am, that is not something that I struggle with. I know I am capable. I get upset with myself when I, when I make the conscious subconscious decision to step back when I know I have that value. Okay. So, so I know I watch you do it. So that's when somebody that's watching right now needs to make a demand on themselves. Mm -hmm. So you need to make a demand. So the real you, okay, needs to make a demand on the you that you becoming. So if you're starting to back off and back down and sit and settle in your setback, you need to say to yourself, hey, I need to wake up. And then secondly, I need to take inventory. Mm-hmm. Thirdly, I need to partner with the right people. Right? Yes. So you got to wake up, become conscious, take inventory, what's going on with my life, and then partner with the right people, and then you got to find the right principles. Mm, what do you mean by that? The principles are which uh, the things in which we live by, they guide us, okay? So let's take a Brene Brown. I like her a lot. Obsessed right? with Brene Brown. Okay. So Brene Brown is so good at what she does, daring mm-hmm. bravely, working through shame. So if you read a lot of books by Brene Brown, that would help your your life, okay? If you read Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey, that would help your life. I like what you said that when you come to your senses, you realize how you're supposed to be. Yeah, and and I think it can be really easy to, I think that's like such a whisper that we have though, of mm-hmm. it's not always loud of, um, what you are, you're supposed to be like, but I could feel, you can feel it. And it's very unsettling when you're not living that way. You're becoming too good at this because it is almost always a whisper. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. And if you, if you go even to biblical things, Mm -hmm. God usually talked to people in the quiet and in the whisper and not in the shout. And when you're like, when you live life in distractions, it's so hard to hear that whisper. And I think I can find myself, I think a lot of people can, our our world, there's so much noise Mm -hmm. and it's so easy to get caught up in it. Um, but that, that whisper is never goes away for me. And so that's where I find the friction in my life sometimes of, you know what I, this is what I am doing. This is what I should be doing. This whisper is still here, but these loud voices are, you know, making me look to my left, to my right, back to my left. And it's, it's still something that I, I, it's a, it's a quest I feel like, Mm -hmm. and it is something that every day I have to make conscious decisions of. I think uh, my setback Mm -hmm. that I had, um, and that we all had, I feel like in COVID, uh, even though it sucks to be in the suck, it was a way that I was able to renew. And that's something that you talk about, um, recovery and discovery. Mm -hmm. Can you talk? 
a little bit more I about that. I love that you know my terms and my I'm, phrases. I'm telling you, like, I, I really think you're so special and you've, you've helped me and you help so many people. And so I want, I want other people yeah. to know about recovery and discovery. Thank and you. And also that's like so cool that that's such an, a, um, something that I admire when people can speak and you're, you're really good at having like sticky mm-hmm. words that stick On for purpose, people. Yes. 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 So recovering discovery is very interesting. So everybody that's watching right now is going through recovering discovery and they may say, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. Mm -hmm. Recovery of past things and present things. So it could be your parents got divorced. It could be illness as a child. It could be something very terrible happened to you as a child. So that's the past. Mm -hmm. But we're all going through recovery right now. Every one of us is slightly wounded. I promise you. We're slightly wounded. Yes, or deeply. (laughs) Yeah, slightly or deeply wounded right this moment. I am. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, but it's important not just to stay in what I call the recovery zone because you'll miss the discovery zone, okay? The discovery is what's what is what is unfolding. Like, how powerful is this? So we both like Disneyland, right? Love it. So, and even Disney World and even Paris Disney. So here's a great thing. They have all these lands, like Tomorrowland, Frontierland. They have all these different lands, If you stay in the recovery zone of just your past pain and your present pain, you will miss all these lands that can can unfold for you. That's the discovery zone. Mm -hmm. So you can go through recovery and discovery at the same time. I love that because sometimes I also found myself in um, moments, I almost didn't go on special forces because Mm. I was like, oh, I'm in like such a healing journey. And I was going through like massive life changes, questioning myself. I mean, my whole body shut down because of stress. Like it really manifested wow. in my body. Okay. And so I was building back up. I hadn't worked out in like a year when I was always pretty athletic. Mm-hmm. And I just started building back. Yes. And then this opportunity came and I'm like, it was really easy for me to give a second my help my head like, Oh, I'm broken. Oh, I'm still broken right now. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not quite healed. But then I had this moment of like, but, Oh, but what if this, why don't, why would I say no to this opportunity? Yes, It could maybe, and what it's not, maybe what it did was remind me that I actually, yes, I'm still in recovery. Yes. I'm still healing, but there's also so much strength inside. You just gave the perfect illustration. Yeah. Cause watch. What if you did not answer the call to get up and get out and go do that show? There's a lot of people that their lives would not have been changed because people could say, oh, really? Did she change lives by them watching the show? Yes, you did. Mm -hmm. Because when people see someone else playing hurt and, and rising up, we learn in three ways. Education, people teach us. Conversation. That's what we're doing today in observation. So even me watching you getting back up the next day and doing it again and stepping back into the ring, that is saying, hey, I'm in recovery, but I'm going to go with this discovery thing and let it unfold. So there's a lot of people watching right now that need to just jump out and just allow themselves to discover. Even though, yeah, you can still be in pain. Yes. But 
I think if I wouldn't have done that show for myself personally, I could have, I could still be stuck. Mm -hmm. It really allowed me to get unstuck. So I think sometimes putting your, putting yourself out there, um, or I know putting yourself out there is really important, but how do you decipher from, just like you said, like there's, uh, we talk about kind of like the holy place and making yeah. sure that you're, cause that's a, a part of healing mm -hmm. going to that place. How do you know when it's time to step out? I think there's times where you really do need to disconnect. Okay. Pandemic for me as well was a time of healing, but I didn't really know I was that injured. If I'm working with a client who is deeply injured, I do want them isolated. So, you know, mm -hmm. I work with yes. famous people who get in trouble, right? Yes. <laughs> so when, yeah, one of my, <laughs> when one of my famous people who gets in trouble, I want them isolated. I, I don't want them on TMZ. I don't want them on Access Hollywood. I don't want them on anything. I want them isolated so we could go do those steps to become awake, to take inventory, to partner with the right people, to have the right uh, principles, then we map out a new plan. So yeah, there is a season of silence that should that should sometimes last for a while. No but, doubt about it. But then there is a time. When do you know it's time for those people that have been deeply injured? Yes. It like when are you like okay, this is your time. Okay, so like if you're I was ready. coaching you during the time you took the show, mm -hmm. I would have said to you, take the show. Because I think it's almost like having a an injury, but I can still play with this injury. Because mm -hmm. you 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 know sports, yep. you've played sports. So there's sometimes we can play injured, but there's sometimes when you got a full cast on your leg and you gotta sit. Mm -hmm. So I think some people that are watching right now, you need to play injured for a while. But there's other people that you just need to sit for a season and allow yourself to be healed. No mm -hmm. doubt about it. And I like how you said season because sometimes as someone like me who's like a high achiever, when I, I get hurt in any way, physical, mentally, emotionally, I can get in, oh my gosh. Yeah. When is it ever? Am I going to be like this forever? Mm -hmm. And no, like it's just a season. And like you said, in that, like I love in the recovery, you find yes something new that you've discovered about yourself. 100%. And that's something to be excited about. Yes. To like see those seasons. And that's something, like I said, like I'm actively learning to do is in those moments of setbacks, mm -hmm. there really are miracles to happen in the like strange is it it's always in the, yes. the strangest places no and doubt for about it the um the people that are the most unexpected yes it's when god oh like, i like what you're saying because i think sometimes we see a miracle is going to come in this particular package or i signed with this agency mm -hmm. or you know adam and i met this couple and this guy does this and so it's going to so be like awesome so that's going to be the person that helps us and right. yeah and many times it's not that at all where are my engaged girls congrats you're engaged so am i now you may be like me wondering what's next if you're planning a wedding the first thing you need to know about is Zola. Zola has everything you need to plan your wedding in one place, including venue options and all your vendors. 
Plus, you can get designed, save the dates and invites, build a free wedding website, create your registry and stay on track and on budget throughout the entire process with their free planning tools. Zola has created everything you need to make the whole process super easy and hopefully actually enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on the couch. Look, I have just now opened the can of worms of all that is wedding planning, but I'm so thankful for Zola because it can help make wedding planning so much easier for all of us engaged girlies. We need to be having fun. We need to be excited. It doesn't need to be a stressful process. And I feel like Zola can really help us engaged girlies enjoy this time of our life because we are celebrating the love that we have created and this beautiful new chapter in our life. And we do not need to be crying over napkins and invitations. So Zola's got us covered. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your own power, and build towards summer you. Peloton accommodates your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's classes to get your body moving. Peloton has a range of class types to fit for every goal and mood. If you can't run, take a walk in class, need some grounding, try yoga. If you want to level up, go to the Pilates or hit workouts. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I love Peloton. I feel like Peloton was what really helped me stay consistent um, with moving my body the past few years when sometimes... Um, whether it was a pandemic or an injury or health stuff going on that sometimes would limit the way that I would normally like routinely work out, that I was moving my body a little bit every day and also diversifying depending on what my needs were at the time. There was a lot of time where I couldn't have this super high intensity workout and just needed some help of how can I move my body with what I have right now? Maybe the limitations I have. I feel like Peloton just has something for everyone um, at any level and at any time and season in your life. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. I like how you, you talk about how you're you're spiritual, you're a man of God. Yes. How has your relationship with God changed or has it changed since then? How has your faith grown? What things have you questioned? It's changed a lot. So I think that when you are raised in a traditional um, church and then you go to seminary, you could see things a lot through those lenses. After traveling now to 78 countries of the world in meeting people from all walks of life, I realized that we're all made in the image of God, mm -hmm. every person on the planet. Now, they may not have the same connection that we have to Jesus, but they're still made in the image of God. So I have really learned for a long time to be very much in the growth mindset than the fixed mindset. Because mm -hmm. I've learned a lot of people uh, from a lot of people that have nothing to do with church, nothing to do with religion, but yet they're amazing human beings and they're made in the image of God. 
No doubt about it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm on that. I grew up mm-hmm. in the South. Yes. Uh, very conservative Christian background. And then life opened up to me and I met, I mean, I had never met a Jewish person before. Mm-hmm. And I had, I just had never had that experience of people who did not grow up the way right. I did. And once you've had that, you have relationships with people For me, for a little bit, it made me really question and almost have a little bit of like an identity crisis um, in a way because the way that I was taught, the way that I came to my face was in such a fixed way. Yes. Because I didn't, I didn't have no to question some things Mm -hmm. or to not even just question, but just to like dig deeper into it. And now that I have lived a lot more life, seen a lot more, been oh, yeah. met so many different people from different backgrounds. I sometimes feel like people in my life qu- question me more. Yes. And um, I sometimes feels, I don't know, maybe I'm still struggling with a little bit of, of shame of even just questioning who God is, yeah. but I feel like I'm now, I've, in a way, I feel like I'm understanding more the fullness of God. In I, I, I like your journey because I think that let's look at you when you were a teenager and mm-hmm. you begin to question what your mother and father said. That was not always rebellion. No, it's it was not. like, and why can't I do this? Because we said so. I don't think that God has a problem with us wondering and questioning because I think a lot of what we went through in in being raised in traditional church was a lot of control. Mm -hmm. You don't like being controlled and neither do I. Okay. So I think it's okay to have a growth mindset. That's Carol Dweck from Stanford university talks about the growth mindset and the fixed mindset and say, you know what? I know that in our religion, it says, this and that, but God, is this really true? And, and have these open conversations. He's not really afraid of these open conversations. If he's supposed to be my father, can I not talk to him like that? Yeah. That's how I see life. Um, on like faith, do you feel like someone, if they don't have some type of relationship with something bigger than themselves? Mm-hmm. Are they experiencing the fullness of life? I think that someone can still have a life that I call most. So here we go again. Mm -hmm. Three levels of living. Almost means not quite. Most means you go high, but you hit a ceiling. Utmost is beyond the ceiling. Mm. I think you could have a most life. You could be like super great. In music, you could be famous, the biggest model in the world, the greatest photographer. You know, you could be uh, Andy Warhol. You could hit a most. But I think to get the keys to the utmost level, you got to be tapped into the utmost God. Mm. That was powerful stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, there's no doubt about it. Church. <laughs> now, I just took you there because, no, because to go to that utmost place, That's this miracle mentality where God allows you to go beyond extraordinary, 
common, not regular, not the norm, where God puts his super on your natural and makes your life supernatural. Yep. That that's it. Yes. But yes. Can I just tell you one thing about that? Uh-huh. Let's take Pharrell Williams. Okay. Okay. Pharrell Williams is a is a great producer, great singer, uh, had his own clothing company, now gets hired by Louis Vuitton to run their whole design side. At his amazing fashion show for the men's line, he brings in a gospel choir. Okay. You have the biggest stars in the world there. He brings in a, a, a gospel choir, African-American, and they do the dopest song called Joy. You could feel God's presence there. No like denying everybody it. Everybody that was there, my friends were like, hey, uh, you know, Tim, I'm not even into religion, but God was there. What is that? That's God's super on Pharrell's natural mm. makes him supernatural. I, I love how you just talked about you have, you, obviously you have friends that haven't quite aren't there or there's, there's certain things in their life that have made them not quite sure about Mm -hmm. this, this utmost level. How do you love on them, encourage them and still stay in what you know to be true? Yes. I think that, I think that too many people use words to convince somebody of something. Mm -hmm. I think it's better to use actions. It's almost like um, if somebody's in shape and if they just kept preaching at me to get in better shape, that's only going to go so far. But if I just see, wow, they don't eat dessert all the time or man, they, they work out and it's really working. So I think that it's better to be like a walking billboard mm. for a better tomorrow. Yeah. And so that's what will, you are. We'll start questioning why, why are you a little bit different? Yes, and why you- Why are you walking in peace? So in the midst of all this chaos in the world, you know, peace is like a missing ingredient. And um, I walk in divine peace. I really mm. do. I live, I live in this state that I'm in. And uh, I will even have people sometimes come up to me in, on airplanes or airports and say, I know your face is familiar, but I don't know what you do. But I just want to tell you, you have some kind of strange peace about you. So that's nothing that I'm saying to them. It's something that I'm just living. Mm, I love that. Um, when people that are not in that space, mm-hmm. how how do they how do we start those steps to get there? It's like somebody's like, "Man, I want that piece." Yes. How do you even start? Mm-hmm. I think the the good way to start is by getting alone more, as you said earlier, Mm -hmm. because we become human doings rather than human beings Mm -hmm. and really get into this whole Brene Brown gratitude side of life Yeah, and wake up and be grateful, whether you want to journal and write, which you're grateful for, or you just want to meditate on what you're grateful for. I think a lot of it starts with having an attitude of gratitude, no doubt about it. For sure. How do you stay so positive about yeah. life? I, I really think that part of my thing is I know that no matter what I'm going through, somebody is going through something worse. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you an example. Um, I went to Children's Hospital about 10 years ago to visit somebody, and I got off on the wrong floor. I got off on the burn ward. And there I saw a little boy that had been in a fire 
and his face was really badly burned. And when I got off, there was a lady there who was a nurse with his kid and he had a balloon. And they said, oh, are you the guy? A famous football player was supposed to show up to talk to this kid for his birthday. He's in the burn ward at the, at the children's hospital. And I said, what do you mean am I the guy? And he goes, well, you're supposed to be the guy. You look like you're the guy. And so I got off and I started talking to the nurse and she said, oh, you know, bless his heart. He's been in here forever. He got burned in a fire. But I'm seeing this little kid that his face has been really burned with his little balloon waiting for this celebrity that's going to be nice to him for his birthday. And man, I got on the elevator. I literally started crying because I thought, holy crap, like I'm going through pain in my life, but my face did not get burned. I'm not like a little kid who has had to have all these surgeries. So part of my strength is realizing that, um, you know, I may be going through something, but there's somebody going through something worse. And I want to help that person who's going through something worse. Yeah. I mean, that's been kind of like your life mission that's, that's, that's been placed deal. on your life That's my forever. deal. I could be limping and I'm trying to pick somebody up. <laughs> You've worked with like huge stars. Yes. In their highest and lowest moments, like mm -hmm. low of low. Yes. Is there a common thread that you have seen in the people that you have worked with that have, have made it through? Ooh, you phrase that question even better than Oprah. A lot of the stars I work with still are in a setback state, and that's why their managers will bring them to me or their friends, okay? Mm -hmm. And I, I find that the ones that, that make it are the ones that are willing to humble themselves and say, you know what? I really did do wrong and take full responsibility and realize that they need help. And then, then they need to do the things that I say. They need to become awake, take inventory, partner with the right people, find the right principles, and then we find the right plan. But it's you, you definitely need to take full responsibility for what you did. So you think that is one of the things just with anybody, not even just a high, like... A star. A star. Yeah. That that is the thing that... that you got to take responsibility. To get... That's going to be the thing that stops you if you can't take responsibility 100%. And what will happen is that you'll move into deception because you'll always be fixing the blame and never fixing the problem. So no, you got to take full responsibility. Mm. Like even in your relationship, right? Mm -hmm. You got to sometimes say, babe, I think it's me. Oh, um, Adam, I know it's me. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes. I do it. I, I, I think I actually am pretty good at that. Yeah. Um, because I have been humbled. Mm. I think sometimes like being humbled is or actually not sometimes I I really believe that being humbled is like the best um, thing for somebody to then get back in the race. And You're exactly right. Now, if we were ordering things from Life's Diner, no one well, wants to order. Say, I want the humble pie, exactly. please. <laughs> right? We're trying to avoid that. But humility in my life, where I have had to go through a lot of pain, and sometimes I caused it. Holy schmoly, man, that's hard because people are looking 
to me as be my healer, be someone who helps help me out of this situation. But when you're in pain yourself and then you have to eat humble pie, yikes. Been there a few times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, even Tim's story yes, that's right. has had to have a bite of humble pie. So I if have. you're in that place, because I think a lot of people, especially if you've like lived your life in this straight and narrow, when you have to take a bite of that, it's like, I can't believe it's me. Yes. Really? I've done this. And it. I can also say I've been there. Like, mm-hmm. how could this be my life? Thank you so much for, t- for today. I'm going to ask one last question. Mm-hmm. What is something that somebody can do? today that will help them for their better tomorrow? So I think that you need to, people need to forgive themselves. Mm. Uh, forgive yourself for uh, things you wish you did not do. Could be dating somebody, staying in a relationship too long, uh, making choices and decisions you wish you did not make. Because if you, if you learn to forgive and forget, you'll go forward. You'll never go forward unless you forgive yourself, learn to forget, and go forward. Mm. So today is a new day. Today is the day we prayed for yesterday. Mm-hmm. So the past is the past. Let's go forward, y'all. Let's go forward. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, um, Tim Story. It was a pleasure. I think there's so many people that are like have chills down their spine. So. What a privilege. I'm excited about your new show. Everybody tell people about it. Please tell them about it. Yes. And I'm so excited um, for all the things that are coming up in your life and can't wait to celebrate you. Yes. Life is good. Talk to you guys soon. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.